Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited to have you here today listening wherever you are. Welcome, my gorgeous queen. Today's episode is probably my top three favorites. It is so powerful, and I have one of my close friends, Mackenzie Marsh, on the podcast. She actually came to my house, and we recorded this in person, so it's such a good conversation, so raw, so honest, and we're talking all things body image, healing your relationship with food and fitness and how to have a God honoring relationship with health and wellness without idolizing it. So it's a very interesting conversation and I think you're going to love it so much. Just a little trigger warning for anyone who may be struggling with an eating disorder or gets triggered by that. We do talk a little bit about eating disorder stuff. So just FYI, I want to put it out there, protect yourself, protect your mind, and you know yourself the best, you know, if that is going to affect you. So I just want to throw it out there. But regardless, before we get into the show, we always start things off with a little self-check-in. So wherever you are, I want you to take a nice inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with so much goodness, so much love, and then exhaling out anything that's not serving you, limiting beliefs, any mean thoughts, release it with your breath. And then I want you to ask yourself, how do I feel today on a scale of one to 10? 10 being I feel amazing, one being we're not doing too hot. And now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Typically, emotions or moods are a signal for something that's going on, and usually that signal is triggered by something. So it's really important to pinpoint it. And now, I want you to ask yourself, what is the truth in the situation? So this applies if you're having maybe a not so great day, figuring out why you're feeling not so great, and then figure out like what is actually true in that situation or is there a lie I'm believing and then prove it with the truth or disprove it with the truth. (laughs) And next question is how can I find gratitude in today? Even if you're having a not so great day or if you're having the best day ever, what is just something you can be grateful for? Gratitude is very powerful. It can change our mood around in a second and it is really cool how we do ultimately get to decide like, do I want to be feeling grateful today or do I want to just have, have just not so, not so happy feelings and not be super grateful for what's going on. And now I want you to ask yourself on a lighter note, have a drink water in the past 30 minutes. You know the drill by now, if you've listened to the show, if you haven't grab your water. We're going to chug water in three, two, one, cheers to hydration. Amazing. (laughs) Now I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't stand up, shake at the legs, shake at the arms, get the blood flowing and then sit back down or stay standing. Do what you need to do. And final question today to tie into today's episode on body image. I want you to give yourself a compliment. This isn't really a question. Give yourself a compliment right now. Hype yourself up like a best friend. What is something you would tell your bestie? and tell it to yourself. Speak it over yourself. Speak that truth over yourself because you are beautiful no matter what. You are chosen. You are loved. Okay. Take a deep breath in. Exhale out. (sighs) Okay. Let's get into today's episode. But first, super quick check-in because today's episode is a pretty long conversation. So I want you to be able to listen to all of it. 
quick life updates. I record the episode on Friday, bonus episode for you guys. If you didn't listen to it, it's all about all things balance. I think it's going to be really helpful if, especially as we go into the holiday season. So finding balance, but still staying healthy. We talk about it all. So other than I record that on, on Friday, I'm recording this on Tuesday. So to be honest, not too much has happened since I recorded the episode, but I will say something really cool that happened was on Friday, my church had a worship night for two hours. And I, of course, found myself resisting it because I'd gone into a fight with someone I'm close to in my life that day. And I was just feeling like in a bad mood. And I just was like, I don't want to worship for two hours. That's a long time. But anyways, I felt the Lord be like, Callie, who should you need to go? Typically, I found when I resist the Lord the most is when I need him the most. And I went and it was absolutely so cool. I was hiding in the back corner. And of course, of course, the Lord is like, no, you're going to go to the front and you're going to dance. You're going to have a great time and, and worship me. So the funny thing is, is I was hiding in the back corner and they'd said a couple, t- there wasn't that many people there. It was honestly like pretty small. And they said a couple times like, Hey, like go up to the front. Like it's, it was where everyone was. I was literally in the back corner. Like they were just, they weren't like telling me to do that, but they were just like inviting people up to make them feel more welcome. And so I was resisting that, but then it was so wild. So my church sometimes does this. They have like prophetic nights or they have people will just like speak prophecy over people. If that's their gift, sometimes like the church leaders or whatever. But anyways, the guy who was leading it, he's the youth pastor and he, he literally like pointed out one, one guy. And then he was also hiding in the corner and then me and was like, like somehow knew that I was John's wife. And that the guy was the person's other girl's husband. And like, Hey, it was like, Hey guys, like come up to the front. Like the Lord gave me a word for you guys. And I was like, okay, this is cool. So I went to the front and he spoke really cool just encouragement over us, over our marriages. And just, it was a really powerful prophetic word. So he spoke that over us. And then we ended up staying at the front and like literally dancing. And I was just such like a cool God moment of just encountering him. And it just reminded me that the Lord doesn't stop chasing us down no matter what, no matter how far away we may may feel, no matter how far in the dark corner we're trying to hide from him, he will still find us. And it is really cool that he does that. And so my encouragement to you, if you feel like you've been distant from the Lord lately, or you feel like you just haven't really been hearing from him, don't, don't stop. Don't give up. He does want to speak to you. And a lot of the times we are the ones that will build up walls between us and him. He doesn't yell at us. He speaks often in a gentle whisper. And so if we're blocking him out with consuming a ton of social media all the time, filling up every spare moment of stillness with something, it's going to be pretty hard to hear him. So I encourage you and I challenge you to try and find stillness stillness this week and silence and invite him to speak. Be like, Holy Spirit, what is God trying to tell me? And listening and waiting. And sometimes you are going to hear him. Sometimes you're not going to hear him, but don't give up. That's my encouragement to you is don't give up. There are seasons of life where sometimes we don't hear him as much, but he does want to talk to you. And I know he's going to give you the coolest encounter, but that's the cool update. And I am just 
God is so good. And I could, <laughs> it was really funny because McKenzie just left my house. And like, we just had, after the podcast, we probably recorded for like an hour. And then after the podcast, we probably, we probably talked for another two hours about things. And it was just cool. Cause having, so like having a friend who were just like, Jesus, Jesus is so cool. We sounded like low key Jesus freaks, but I love that. I love that. I've gone to that point in my relationship with the Lord, because two years ago, I would have not been saying those things. And I just love how he works in our hearts and he brings us people in our lives who are also also going through the same things and just oh my gosh it's just so cool god is so cool i'm rambling but anyways let's get into the episode mckenzie is someone i have been friends with for two years our story is actually really cool of how we met we met through social media i saw a post she made on tiktok in 2021 and it was about community i was living in miami at the time and i was really like needing friends. Anyways, I messaged her and she was living in Palm Beach at the time. I was in Miami. I was teaching a class with free people, a applies class, and I invited her to it. And so she literally drove all the way down to Miami, which that's like an hour and a half drive, two hours. I had never met this person ever. She drove all the way down to take a class with me. And then we ended up getting coffee after and became friends. And it was really cool because I moved to New York and she was one of the people that I didn't stop being friends with. Like we weren't that good of friends yet, but she came up to New York at one point and we got coffee and hung out and I just kept staying in touch with this girl. And so now we're like really close friends and she's someone that I don't see all the time because we do live like an hour apart, but whenever we see each other, it's like we just pick back up like normal and have in these insanely deep life conversations about all these things. So anyways, I can't wait for you to meet her. She's been on the podcast way back, like two years ago. And I am so thrilled to have her back again. This time we're recording in person. And I think this conversation is going to truly bring you so much healing with your relationship with yourself. And just, it's just, there's so much goodness. So anyways, let's get into this. Me, Mackenzie, and I hope you enjoy. My name is Mackenzie. I grew up in South Florida, but really, um, kind of did not love it, was not the biggest fan of it. And about two years ago, the Lord put community on my heart in a really drastic way. I am the founder of a company called GSPO Places, which we're going to dive into a lot about kind of what my company is about on this episode, I'm sure, but really just helping women focus on the body, soul, and spirit. I believe those things just kind of go together in such a unique way. And it's been a really cool thing. Um, I do content creating full-time, what is about me? I live in Jupiter, Florida. I love it. We have two horses. It's so much fun. Um, and yeah, I have a background in public relations and a weird fun fact. I used to sell power tools. <laughs> I felt like Home Depot. Throw that in. Home Depot. In Home Depot. She was a Home Depot girly. I was. You guys are probably trying to get a picture of what I look like right now. And you're like, who is this girl? <laughs> if I saw you in Home Depot, I would be like, I feel like I'd be so confused. Yeah. But you know, maybe one day you can tell me about it. <laughs> it was horrible. If you want to get humbled, work at Home Depot. Sell power tools in Home Depot. I wouldn't recommend you'll get harassed. I love a fun fact. Anyways, I love a fun fact. Okay, I just thought of, have you seen that TikTok trend where it's like the degree that you got and then yes. it swipes? Yes. <laughs> if you did the power tools, why? <laughs> I got a degree in public relations too. What would it be? 
I'm trying to think of like a specific thing about how it was selling power tools. <laughs> I literally would show grown men, guys, I worked for like Milwaukee power tools. So I would show grown men how to utilize power tools. What do I know? <laughs> That's honestly queen energy though. Be like, this is how it works. Yeah. Until they would hit on me and then chase me out to my car and I would have to run away. Oh, oh. The HR department did not like that. Oh, how, how to not meet a boy. How to not meet a boy. That TikTok trend too of like, <laughs> if you're trying to meet your husband, go to Home Depot. No, do not do it. If I can give any advice, if you listen to any of my advice on the podcast, don't go looking for your husband at a Home Depot. If you're going to choose one or the other, go to Lowe's. Truly. Go to Lowe's. <laughs> Wait, class. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm dead. I've been in my Home Depot era lately though. Yeah. I've warmed up when to you're it. When you home improvement, yes. Yeah, but I don't think I could ever work there. I honestly get nervous talking to people who work there. I'm like, um, how does a screw work? <laughs> if you see someone walking around with a Milwaukee or Ryobi shirt, that was me. Mm, all right. <laughs> Anyways, I am so excited you're here. And I love, 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 love that one, you have like, I remember you talk, I think it was maybe five or six months ago, we were mm -hmm. sitting on the beach chatting about things and you were telling me what your vision was for your business. Yeah. And I just, I was stalking you earlier this morning on your website and uh -huh. I just like, it makes me so happy to see you like doing what you were mm -hmm. dreaming of. Yeah. And uh, it's so cool. So it's been so cool. There's still so many like areas that are so not filled yet, but I feel like mm -hmm. the Lord keeps giving me like little things being like, do this, do that. And then causing issues in my life too. Oh, so much fun where he's like, Hey, you're going to speak on this because you're not going to have a choice because it's going to literally cause havoc on your life. Awesome. <laughs> oh my Hence gosh. my health. Okay. Let's get into that. Okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> we were talking before we started hitting record and, um, we were just talking about how, one food is literally medicine mm -hmm. and also talking a little bit about just holistic wellness. So what's been going on through your health? Just update everyone. So about five months ago, if you guys, I don't know who would know this, but I moved back from England. I lived in England the first five months of this year and the food over there was just such a better quality and I felt good all of the time. I definitely have struggled in my relationship with food and over there I did not have to. I was eating everything. I felt good 24 seven. Food was not hurting me. It always hurts me. I'm like dairy intolerant here, sometimes gluten intolerant too. Like food just hurts in America sometimes, which sucks over in Europe. I didn't have to restrict myself. I'd eat five croissants a day. I did not care. I'm like, I'm loving life. But when I moved back in June, I genuinely was telling so many people, I think the food here is killing me. And I was, they were like, you're being dramatic. You just miss England. I'm like, no, I think the food here is just genuinely killing me. It was like making my period super worse. My periods were great when I was abroad, like literally oh, really? fantastic. Did not have any cramps whatsoever. What? I get back over here first month. I'm like on the floor dying. And I'm like, why is this happening again? Literally what else is happening? My emotions are all over the place. My hormones are all over the place. I'm like, I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm like, this is not who I am. I changed so much for the better in England. And I came back and felt like I took 50 steps back. And I was like, this is not who I am anymore. What is going on? So emotions, physical health, like mental health, all of it was being affected by food. And I had no idea. Physical health too. I was getting these really bad migraines where they're essentially called bacillar migraines, where you have every symptom of having a stroke, which is what? really fun. So the whole right side of my body, I had about five episodes from June to September. Lord willing, I have not had any of the past month. And the whole right side of my body would go completely numb, like lose feeling in all of my body. It happened once when I was driving, which was really scary. 
I can't see my vision goes completely out. If I couldn't tell one of my friends, like the name of my very best friend, I could not tell you the street I was driving on literally go blank. And of course, if people are asking me questions during that, then leads to a freaking panic attack. Cause I'm like, I've, I have no idea. Like my brain has shut off. And then that lasts about 30 to 45 minutes. I drove myself to the ER in the midst of one of those. And the second one, because I had no idea what else to do. And, um, after that for the next 45 or no, 24 to 48 hours, I have the worst migraine in the entire world. And it lasts, you know, about that amount of time. And it was horrible. So that was a little background on what I was dealing with. Recently, at the beginning of October, I saw a holistic doctor and she essentially told me I've just gut issues, um, telling me my thyroid is whack, my calcium levels are super low, my hormones are 100% imbalanced, I have 90% bad bacteria, I have a candida overgrowth, and I have a parasite, which is super, super fun. I'm like, oh, so many issues. And I don't eat bad. Like It's not like I'm like eating horrible 24 seven. This was just happening from honestly, probably the food in America, which I can blame the food in America all I want, but (laughs) sugar probably would have done the same thing in England too. But (laughs) I like to hate in America. That's a fun fact about me too. I will gladly do it all the time. (laughs) I like love my country, but love England more. (laughs) I remember when you were nervous to go to England and now now you're like, I want to go back. Now I'm literally like, where's an English man to marry me? So I think <laughs> literally tragic. Oh That's my so true. <laughs> I'm literally so funny. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of where we're at now. And the past month, my holistic doctor essentially told me to cut out sugar, cut out, I hate saying cut out carbs. And I'm trying to figure out how to like talk about this of being like food is medicine. And I have to go like 90 days as like a cleanse, mm-hmm. but like, I hate restricting myself. So it's Wait. weird talking about it of being like, I can't have carbs. Can I tell you a word that helps a lot? Yes, absolutely. Crowd out. So okay. instead of, I learned this when I was becoming a holistic health coach mm-hmm. is instead of like, it actually helps a lot for anyone trying to eat healthier. Cause yeah. sometimes when you tell yourself I'm cutting out sugar, it makes you want it more psychologically mm-hmm. where if you're like, okay, I'm crowding out, let's just say candy. I'm crowding out candy yeah. with some fruit, some natural sugar instead, mm-hmm. because it's less restrictive. Right. It like convinces your mind mm-hmm. that you don't want the candy because right. you're like satisfied with what you're right. eating instead. Like it yeah. doesn't make like there's no room for the candy because right. you're eating the natural sugar yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's just something I learned that has helped me a lot too with that mindset. Right. I love that. I've done a lot of research on just types of foods and vegetables and things like that. And just learning about the actual health benefits of them too. Mm-hmm. So being like, I get to eat these things. Like yeah. I am, it's not a, I don't get to eat these other things. It's I get to fuel my body with food. That's actually going to help my anxiety. Like figuring out vegetables can literally help reduce anxiety is crazy. And Whoa. like, eating fresh vet like I last night had a dinner where I bought everything from the farmer's market. So none of the chicken or anything had pesticides on it. All the fruit was super organic. And I was like, this is the best meal I've ever had. And it's like a joy to eat like that too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want sugar. I got like the best fresh meal of my life. This is fantastic. Yeah. Buying meat from a co-op or a farmer's market game changer. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they sold meat I at farmer's markets. I learned this from Dallas who did the um, event with me. Well, she used everything local. 
I actually don't know what farmers I got it from, but or what farmers has like a co-op. I did, got it from downtown at the gardens. Downtown the gardens. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but really? Any farmers market? Like, there's tons of places you can buy like local meat. Like, I buy local eggs now, which all of it's a investment for sure. Yeah. But, like, if it's not making me feel so trash all the time, I'm like it's worth it. And I was cooking yeah. ground beef last night, and it was like fresh. And I'm like, this is like bright red. I'm like, it just looked so good. Wow. The entire time I was like. I'm so fascinated by this right now. Well, it's so interesting because, so my wedding's at a farm Mm -hmm. and when I was doing the tour, she showed us some of the vegetables and stuff they're growing. And literally anytime I go to a farm and I see freshly grown veggies, I'm like craving that. Yeah, Yeah, It's crazy. I don't feel that way in a grocery store. No, literally not at all. I'm like, this stuff is trash. And (laughs) even the organic stuff is like still loaded with pesticides. Yeah. I just, I've taken it as like, I feel like I definitely could have gone on a backward spiral of, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to cut out sugar. Oh, I have to whatever. But doing so much research on the value of it and just I've gotten so excited about it too, which has been really cool. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're ever going to go back to like eating sugar again? Absolutely. Because again, I don't want to restrict myself. Like even on Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to eat whatever the heck I want on Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to be a lot more mindful of like what I keep in the house of still using the more like natural substitutes of using stevia to sweeten things where I can using like honey and agave, which I can't have honey or agave right now either. Mm. And again, it is to fully kill the candida and kill the parasite, but I'll slowly, like she said too, like once those things are completely killed, the supplements will help keep them away. And then I can start putting things back in my diet. The one thing I will add back immediately coffee. <laughs> I need that. She's a Duncan girl. I'm such a Duncan girl, which it's probably half the issue because it's loaded with sugar, but <laughs> like, love you anyways. Okay. So kind of going, I know that in the past you've talked about openly on social media and stuff, how you struggled with an eating disorder. And also mm-hmm. I want to put, I'll put this at the beginning of the podcast too, but just like any, just a little trigger warning for yeah. anyone who's going to be going through it or just triggers them to talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but I'm curious to know how are you navigating, obviously having gone through that Mm -hmm. with eating, I don't want to use the word restrictive, but having a pretty strict diet that you're eating right now, how are you navigating, continuing to have a good relationship with food in your body? Yeah, absolutely. I was super nervous about this. And I told my mom too, because when I got a list of, you have to cut out all of these things, my heart just like dropped Mm. because I never like got specifically diagnosed for like one eating disorder or another, but I totally forget what it's called. But the eating disorder where you are obsessed with eating healthy is essentially what I dealt with. So I would years ago only eat something if it was so healthy. And if it wasn't, or I didn't have access to healthy food, I would just not eat. And Mm I didn't make it a priority, I guess, like I do now to actually eat. So I would go with one meal a day. Um, I think now I've just put my health on my priority list. I sat down when my emotions were all over the place being like, what are my top priorities? And I put faith at the top and I put my health, not necessarily like what I eat or not, but my health at the second and focusing on it as a health issue and being like me eating and me eating well and me eating a lot of meals is a health issue. Like I so many times would be like, oh, I'm 20 minutes away from my house. I don't have time to drive home and eat. I'm just gonna either like pick up something or I'm just gonna not eat. I will make that sacrifice because the health is at the top of my priority list to now drive home. Like everything revolves around my health now in my life and making that a priority. I think another thing for me 
was researching everything. Like I have now become such a research girl. I'm like listening to so many podcasts about the health benefits of food and just seeing it as such a gift that I'm get to eat these things. And before I was looking at food as, oh, this is a horrible thing. No matter, I don't think it matters whether it's healthy food or it's not healthy food. When you struggle with body image and things like that, you just see food as bad. You don't see food as a gift. You see it as something that's going to do more harm than good, whether it's spinach or whether it's a donut. Um, and that's kind of how I viewed food before, but sitting down and being like, it's such a joy that I get to eat this food. It's such a joy that I get to cook. And I have been having to cook every single meal at home. I can't really eat out right now. Um, but I think that's kind of been the biggest way I've been able to like mentally make that shift, um, Mm. there. Yeah. For anyone who's maybe wanting to make a priority list, what were the steps you took to figure out what were your top priorities? My emotions were all over the place. So I knew there needed to be a switch. Um, my pastor just did, and I just spoke about it on, I think my last podcast episode about body, soul, spirit, and how important all of those things are. And I really realized that one affected the other in so many ways. And I've been working out consistently and that's been like a great consistent thing for me. And I realized like when that's good, other areas of my life are good. I've not realized that with food too. I'm like, okay, I can spend all the time with Jesus that I want and be super good in my faith, which is awesome. But if I'm not taking care of my health, I'm not able to live that faith out, which was a really like, oh my gosh thing of, okay, I'm great with Jesus, but my health's not good. I'm actually not really doing anything with that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really, it's a really cool realization to have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think same thing with working out and like fueling your body. And I, and I know we're going to talk more about like body image and things like that, but in looking at how am I treating my body and working out, I'm not working out because I want to look a certain way. I'm working out so I can live a certain purpose. So make a very cool. mic drop. That's <laughs> so good. I love it so much. And, um, to kind of just go and one of the questions that I wanted to really touch on is how do you, how, cause obviously the Lord calls us to treat our body like a temple. Mm-hmm. That is, I want to read, actually, I'll just read that really fast yeah. in scripture. Cause I have it. We love incorporating Jesus <laughs> into wellness. Um, okay. So this is Romans 12, one to two for anyone listening who wants to follow along. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read it. This is NIV, by the way. Therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that verse just, oh, it's so cool. And it really, it's so good. It really just ties into the whole body, body, soul, spirit, or body, mind, spirit, soul, whatever you want to call different words. But um, I literally blanked on what we're talking. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Body like a temple. I'm like, what am I even talking about? Um, <laughs> Me all the time when we're recording a podcast. I'm like, what's this episode on? <laughs> I'm like, there was a really good question I just had. And I totally <laughs> forgot what I was going to say. Good thing I wrote it down. Good thing I wrote it down. Um, but yeah, just going off of that. So how do you... How do you actually put into practice treating your body like a temple, but not idolizing your body Mm -hmm. at the same time? I had so many conversations with Kaylin actually of being like, I know the Lord. Like I had a video that went viral a couple months ago about, um, literally what was it about? Oh, I, (laughs) 
basically someone being like, oh, you gained weight. And I was like, yeah. And I also gained my life back and it was awesome. And it got like 3 million views. And I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. And I gained 10,000 followers on Instagram, like legitimately overnight. And I was like, okay, God, like anytime he has something specific to, well, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to be talking about this, mm. but I had no idea how I was like, I'm not qualified. I'm not, I have no background in health whatsoever, nutrition or eating, or I'm like, I just have my own experiences to talk about, but I want to practically help girls. And when kind of trying to formulate my company around it, I'm like, oh, I want to incorporate fitness, but it seems like such a superficial thing sometimes of, I think so many Christians are like, just pray more or something like that. They're like, just spend time with God. And like, that's enough. And yes, absolutely. I think that is so important. But just like that verse says of like, how do you renew your mind? My faith was so good a couple months ago, but my health was not good. So my emotions were also not good because I wasn't eating well. My hormones and my brain in general was just all over the place. I couldn't feel emotions. So I had the discipline of reading scripture 24 seven, but simply because food in my life was not good. I wasn't able to actually be renewing my mind daily, Mm. which was a really weird realization. So I think when it comes to treating your body like a temple, understanding that it takes work to do that. And it is involving your body, soul, and spirit. And I think so many people step away from the church so many times because they do kind of follow those, just pray more. And they think just that my pastor explained it in a really good way of his daughter came to him in the middle of the night and was like, dad, I'm scared over something that was happening. It was over a nightmare that totally wasn't obviously real. It was made up in her mind. And he looked at her and comforted her. He wouldn't just look at his daughter and say, oh, just pray more. It's like in the same way, we have a lot of issues in our life. And I think God calls us to do something about it too. He wants us to actually work at it. Um, And I think in treating your body like a temple, it's very similar. Yeah. I mean, he gives us free will. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like end of the day, like treating your body like a temple. I mean, we have, we can make choices every single day Mm -hmm. on how we want to treat ourselves. And something that, I mean, the Lord's been revealing to me personally, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I've struggled. This is very like kind of TMI, I guess, but I've struggled Mm -hmm. for most of my life with like always like fidgeting, like picking at things, like whether Mm -hmm. that be like picking at my nails or like biting my nails Uh or picking at my, if I have acne on my face, like that's something that I've struggled with. And I'm trying to figure out how, where that's originating from Mm -hmm. that weird, like bad habit. But something the Lord revealed to me, I think that was last week or no, it was literally two days ago. (laughs) I don't even know what day it is today. (laughs) Something that he revealed to me, he's like, Callie, that is Mm self-destruction. And that is, that's that's self-harm because I'm literally, I'm harming the body that he gave me because I'm like picking at it and causing scars and all these different things. So, I mean, it is interesting. Like, yeah, we can say like, pray about it, pray about it. Cause prayer is really powerful and prayer Absolutely. does, the Lord does speak to us through prayer mm-hmm. and through different ways. But at the same time, like we have to take accountability and right. ownership of how we're t- treating our body and our mind as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In terms of my health, there was an encounter night at the beginning of this month actually. And right before I found out about all of the health concerns and I went up for prayer and was just like, I believe in the power of prayer so strongly, like, please remove these migraines. Like they are affecting me in so many different ways. I feel incapable to like actually live a purposeful life because of them. And I got prayer and I just sat there and was like, okay, I believe the Lord's going to work through this. Like, I don't necessarily know how. And I woke up the next morning with a migraine and was like, Mm. okay, like 
cool. And I told some of my friends too, because I already had the doctor's appointment. I was like, does it mean I don't believe in the power of prayer? If I don't like, should I be canceling this doctor's appointment? Like, am I living out my faith? If I go to see this doctor too? And they're like, no, like that's completely fine. And I went to the doctor. They told me all the things that were wrong with me. And I just sat in my car and was like, God just answered my prayer. Mm. And it wasn't in the way of him immediately removing that headache because that's not what was supposed to happen. I would have never realized like how much food was harming my emotions, my mental health, all these other things. If he would have just removed that pain, that pain was like such a warning sign of like, Hey, there's a lot of things that actually aren't good that we need to be taken care of internally. And I just think like the Lord does that a lot too. Yeah. Really cool. And I was even thinking when you were saying that if, if he had just healed your migraine like that, Mm -hmm you wouldn't be sharing on your podcast and even on this podcast to people who may be struggling with the same thing. Right. It's like he uses even, even like in our biggest, deepest struggles, Lord still uses them for a reason. And I'm such a firm believer in that. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. cool. I'm like, okay. I would have never understood the importance of body, soul, spirit at all. Yeah. I wouldn't have understood, Hey, you're able to live out your faith in such a more real way. If your body is good. Mm-hmm. And I think like, that's the purest form of like treating your body like a temple. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. So what are some other, kind of going off of body, soul, wait, body, soul, soul spirit. spirit. I know, I keep saying mind. I'm like, it's soul. soul I get right? them so, I mean, they're like the same thing. I yeah. just, um, they're so interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Um, okay. Going on that topic though, Mm -hmm. what are some ways I know we've touched a lot on body. Mm -hmm. What are, we talked about food, but what are some ways fitness wise and just anything else that you take care of your body? Weirdly community. That's like not a direct way to take care of your body, but it's a way to take care of your soul. Um, and like moving on to the soul. Yeah having good, like strong foundational friendships of like holding me accountable and like gives you something to jump out of bed in the morning too. I feel like, um, I don't really know how that relates. And I don't know why that was my first reaction to what you just asked. I mean, yeah, it ties in. It totally was. (laughs) It ties into so much. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about on your podcast, I listened to this morning about, I think it was when uh, relationships, Mm -hmm. It was when you have better relationships. Yes. Doing it, yeah. Yes. So Harvard did a study. This is this is why I said this. This makes sense. Okay. Thanks for literally telling it. me why I needed to say that. So Harvard <laughs> University did a study where they took 25 people and they studied them for 75 years. So literally their entire life. And in watching them, all of the different people of who lived the healthiest life, their entire lifespan. And I think it was also like who lived the longest, which is so interesting. It was the people who were rooted in deep community. That can be friends. That can be family. That can be whatever it looks like for you. But the people who are rooted in community lived the happiest life. That's so cool. It's like the key to happiness. I won't say joy because I think the key to joy is knowing the Lord. But the key to happiness in a life, because I think both are important, both joy and happiness, is community. So cool. 
So if you want to live a happy, healthy life, get in community. It's so important. I mean, even thinking about the times of my life when I haven't had community, Mm -hmm. I have felt the most mentally distraught, lonely, depressed, all those things. But Mm -hmm. when I've like, I mean, even this season of my life right now is like insanely hard and painful, but it's so weird to say this, but I feel so happy. Even in the midst of it being sad, I just feel so happy because I have such good community around me. Like it makes such a big difference. Such a beautiful thing too. And it's like, it seems so simple. And I think growing up, it's like, yeah, have friends. And it's just kind of said like that. And it's like, no, community is genuinely going to do life with you Yeah, and walk through like really tough battles with you too. How do you know if someone is good for you in your community versus not (laughs) trial and error um (laughs) you just sometimes have to go into friendships trusting that they are and i mean i've been burned by so many friends before so many friends before and i've gotten so many comments on that before on videos of like oh i try to love people and they disappoint me walk into friendships knowing that they're going to disappoint you (laughs) because they are like we're human we are human and I think if you're coming into it, knowing the Lord well and like knowing the Lord's grace and granted there are friends who are just bad people and are going to talk bad about you and things like that. But I have friends in my life who I know sometimes talk bad about me. I don't love it, but they're my people. And at the end of the day, like I will have a conversation with them and I will forgive them because Mm. the Lord has forgiven me and walking into friendships with holding such grace is such beautiful thing. I think of my very best friend, Lainey, Our friendship story is so funny because the start of it, we did not get along whatsoever. And I did so many things to her and she did so many things to me that if you were to just tell me those things, I'd be like, no, I would never forgive a friend that did that. But I did. And I live all of my friendships now being like, if Lainey would have never forgiven me, that friendship is one of the most beautiful things in my life. I need grace just as much as everyone else. So walking into friendships, being very ready to extend a hand of grace. Mm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really easy to go into friendship expecting perfection. Yeah. But that's that's impossible. Right. Yeah, know that your friends are important and your community is obviously such an important thing. I mean, Harvard study, for goodness <laughs> sakes. But knowing that they're not meant to fully satisfy you. The Lord is. Mm. And I think being in a place in my life where I am satisfied from the Lord and having friends who lead me back to that is really cool. Also having accountability and friendships is my favorite thing in the entire world. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's so good. What are, for someone listening, cause I want to move on to like a, some body image stuff, but uh-huh. just really fast. Like what are some, for someone listening who's maybe struggling with making friends or mm-hmm. finding people that they feel like are their people. Yeah. Do you have any just like quick tips for someone? Be super intentional in the like start of that friendship. I think if you're setting boundaries is the wrong word, but if you're setting the standard really early of this is going to be an intentional friendship that carries really well. I think everyone is kind of looking for intentional friends. Again, there's the outlier there, but everyone's looking for intentional friends. So if you have to make that first step, it's really scary to open up and tell someone maybe something you don't necessarily want to share, but take that first step and it opens such a deeper friendship and opens that deep community. So does intentional friendships to you, does that mean like having the deeper conversations, not just the surface level stuff? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My friend group, which 
we have walked through a lot of things and we're not necessarily a friend group now, but all of those relationships are individually so strong. We walked through a book called Find Your People by Jenny Allen. It's so good, but it talks about how to have those really intentional conversations. So I'd highly recommend reading that book as well. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's literally fantastic. So good. I love it. Talks about walking through hard situations, talks about the beginning parts, how to actually find friends, where to find friends, literally everything I learned about community. Yeah. I swear it's from that book. Honestly, same. Mm-hmm. Like even now, cause like I realized by myself, like being vulnerable and sharing the hard times, like I wanted to always just be this like happy go lucky person that my right. friends knew, but mm-hmm it's important to press into your friendships, even in the hard times. Yeah. Like a really good friend is going to be there for you. Right, They're exactly. not going to be like, oh, sorry, we're not friends anymore. Cause right. you're going through a hard time. Yeah. So. It's really sucky, but some people will be like that. And that's not a good friend. And that's not a good friend. And please, 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 please. If I can beg you guys of anything, don't give up on friendships as a concept because of that. Like people will burn you. And I'm so sorry if you have been burned in the past. Me too. And I, was talking with a friend of mine who we've both been burned by a lot of friends before and it sucks to hold on to that but also I carry such a deeper joy knowing what it looks like to have a really bad friend and now having really good friends I have so much more gratitude in my heart for them Mm. which is a really cool thing that's beautiful Mm -hmm. okay moving on a little bit to body image Mm -hmm. this kind of goes along with the soul or mind discussion how did you heal your relationship with your body or have you healed your relationship with your body? Yeah. I think I started seeing my body as whatever quote I said, which I'm one, a snippet of that. I was like, Oh, that was good. Um, (laughs) of seeing my body as this can perform a function and not so much on aesthetics of how I look and things like that. I, for starters, sometimes guys play a role in this a lot of times if you're thinking so highly of like what are guys thinking about me literally go on a period of time where you're not speaking to guys for x amount of months i think that was so helpful for me honestly in my little like time of moving abroad and healing my relationship with food i didn't talk to any guys so i wasn't thinking about what they were thinking about me tell them the lock screen story (laughs) i was like why are you laughing at me i was thinking about the story (laughs) guys the entire time so I met a little guy in Nashville and had a photo, like one of my friends took a film photo of us and he looks like my boyfriend in the photo. So I took that photo and the entire time I was abroad, it was my lock screen. (laughs) Literally the whole five months. I just recently told him that. I was like, fun fact, you were my boyfriend and I respond. He was like, you literally look like my wife in that photo. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. He was my lock screen for five months. So at any time a guy would ask for my number or anything like that, I would just kind of like, you know, flash lock screen. It's so, guys don't always take no as an answer. So when talking to them, you just, oh my gosh, look what time it is. And then, you know, you have a boy on there and you don't even have to explain, hey, I'm in a relationship. They just walk away and then you get left alone. Well, it's a nice, that's nice. It's perfect. I would 10 out of 10 recommend. The American boys had, I literally had an engagement ring on my finger it was real. Mm-hmm. And they were like, where is he? Yeah. I don't see him. Good. <laughs> we love that. See, that was the thing. One American boy over there did not respect that. Saw my lock screen. and was like, I don't care. I was like, get away from me. Yeah. Sir. Ew. Good I don't guy. like that. The European like man that. men did respect that. So that's lovely. It is lovely. Fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Body image. 
body image. So wait, how does that tie? Sorry, like <laughs> literally being like, don't have. A voice I'm like, what are we talking about again? Like, no boys. How does as a wait? How, as a female, how do you stop caring about what a boy thinks about you? Oh, that's such a good question. Because I feel like that is so often what we think about. I think that's what can cause a lot of body image issues. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're told we're supposed to be skinny mm-hmm. all of our life. Um, I think, gosh, that's such a hard question. I'm like, do I do that now? I don't know. I think I do. I really don't think I care that much anymore, but I definitely used to. I think one big thing for me, I'll go into a more practical, but my brother and some of his friends, and I have some really good guy friends too, started building me up in a really wholesome way. And I don't even necessarily have specifics of what that looked like, but in watching me gain weight and share about that on social media, they would just tell me all the time how proud they were of me, which was so healing having not guys be like, Oh, I love this about you or love how skinny you are or anything Mm. like that, which I've kind of been told in the past. I mean, granted over new year's last year, I had a guy look me up and down and be like, I just like thinner girls. And I was 115 pounds then guys. And I was like in the middle of, I was about to start healing my relationship with food and the gym and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, what, what (laughs) actually what? Yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Don't know what to do with that one. So have been, (laughs) I mean, people who are probably like, guys don't actually care. Some do. And it sucks and it's annoying, but like your validation is not found in that. And it's their own issue too. Exactly. I'm like, you're just insecure because I can bench more than you. Get off my back. (laughs) But anyways, having those really good guys in my life who it wasn't even in a, I'm hitting on you way. It was in a, I'm just so genuinely proud of you. And I've seen how hard you've worked at this was really healing for me. And that came through like my brother and my brother's friends and just Mm. guy friends in my life, which was awesome. Um, But also just being fully satisfied in the Lord. When I was struggling in all of this, I wasn't, I was coming off the back end of a breakup and was just so worried with what everyone else was thinking of me, but just turning it into how can I serve the kingdom better? How can I live better? And a big thing for me, I'm always so conscious of like, what would my future daughter be thinking? And I never want her to think her appearance or anything about her body defines her identity. So I realized in that moment, like I needed to stop living with that of defining my identity. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. That's and so then, amazing. Like, you just can't live purposeful when you're always concerned about that either. True. Yeah. It's like, wh- who are you living for? Are you right. living for what the enemy is telling you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through other people, right. through the lies in your mind, or are you living for the Lord tells you? Right. Exactly. I also read the book Screw Tape Letters, which talks about <gasps> it's so good. Tell me about that one. I got it, it essentially is the like head devil telling another devil how to, or another demon how to manipulate this guy into like falling into sin and falling away from the Lord. And one of the instructions is there in there is basically like have him think only skinny females are attractive. And like that specifically, I'm like, why did CS Lewis put that in that? It's like, that's a tactic of the enemy. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Also think about it too. Like even just tying this into like everything we've talked about 
a lot of times when people, I mean, I get this question or I see this all the time. It's like people wanting, figuring out how to get skinny as fast as possible. That Mm -hmm. is a question I get all the time as a fitness instructor. How do I lose weight super fast? I'm going to lose 10 pounds in two months. Yeah. Yeah. And so the typical reaction to someone trying to do that is starving themselves. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. I've done that before and it would turn into a literal eating disorder before you know it. You are so controlled by these, all these lies in your mind telling you that you're not enough, that food is bad for you. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, your health is deteriorating. There's health problems coming up. You're weak. You're not able to fully live out the Lord's purpose. Mm -hmm. So right there in itself, if you look at that pattern, that one little seed of a lie, the enemy plants in your mind, maybe through that random dude on new year's, Mm who just said that to you without even thinking that could lead into the spiral of the enemy trying to pull you away from the purpose the Lord's called you to. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's a hundred percent on the enemy works. He works that way and he works that way with sin. It's like you start one sin. It is a trickle down effect too. I was going to say something else too. I totally forgot. Oh man. Hmm. Dang it. I know. What did you say at the beginning of that sentence? There's something that, while you like think about what you're saying, <laughs> there's something that that came to my mind and this is about just kind of in general breaking lies and body image. And so I was telling McKinsey about this before we started. I've mentioned this on the podcast, how I'm doing this inner healing class in my church. It's literally been insane, like so transformational already. We're on like week five. And the way that I learned this past week on how do you really truly break belief systems that have been going on your entire life? Because a lot for a lot of us women, body image has been going on for our entire life. Oh, We've been told before we were even a teenager. Yeah, like it's for me. It started. I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. which is insane. And how do you really, really break that belief system? Because you can tell yourself all day long, "I'm beautiful. I love my body," but deep down, there could be something that happened in your past, like someone telling you something that you're not skinny enough or that you're not beautiful enough, whatever it is that you have believed your entire life. So the way this works is that number one is you figure out the trigger. So a lot of us, there's different things that trigger emotions in us. Emotions are like signals are signaling that something's off if it's a negative emotion. So if you're feeling, let's just say jealous, jealous of the other girl you see on social media about her body, figuring out one, what am I feeling? Two, why am I feeling like that? You can ask the Lord to reveal to you why you're feeling that way. And then asking him, Hey God, can you show me where this all started, where this feeling of jealousy began? And it is so cool because I did this this morning about jealousy and I showed, he showed me this just image, this visual of me in like elementary school when I first felt jealousy of my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then asking him or then giving it up to him, releasing that feeling of, Hey, I'm releasing this jealousy and this feeling of not being enough or whatever it is. This mean thing this person said to to me, I'm releasing it to you. And then the final thing is asking him, Hey, Jesus, can you show me where you were in that situation Mm -hmm. and what you were telling me? And today I prayed that. And he told me, I saw him standing by the playground saying to me, Callie, I chose you. I care about you doing those figure skating moves on the ground. I, I'm watching you. I care about you. I care about your Pilates workouts. I care yeah. about this. And it is the craziest thing. It'll, it's like a flip squish. All of a sudden, all these things that you're so, that have been, you've been believing these lies your whole life. It's like you hear that truth and then it yeah. just changes like that. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. It's been so cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Wow. Dang. I think that and setting boundaries too. 
I think so many times we think if we have to set boundaries in our life, then we're like not powerful enough. Mm. Um, and I think that's such the opposite of, Hey, the, what you're saying about social media of like, Hey, if you're feeling jealousy towards someone else, mute social media for a while. Like, I don't think it's helpful. Like you can go on this healing journey of like healing your relationship with food and such and on a mental way. But if you're not setting boundaries in your life too, of, Hey, maybe there's certain people in your life that speak into that in a negative way. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying cut them out of your life entirely because a lot of times like it's people who are family, but set those healthy boundaries of like, Hey, for maybe this amount of time while I'm healing, I'm muting social media or I'm unfollowing these people, muting them on social media, taking time off social media. That's yeah. a big thing too. You did that. Yes, I did do that. That was like the very start of my, right when I moved to England, I took three months, three months, no, took three weeks off social media. And that's honestly right. a very long time for someone that's your full-time job. Full-time job. And I was like, okay, God, I'm <laughs> trusting you in this. And what were some things he showed you through doing that? <laughs> this is actually crazy. So I moved abroad and honestly would not have really said I was a Christian at that time. Like my fall last year was so bad and I fell so far away from the Lord. And I was like, okay, I'm fasting because like I want to hear from God. And I got to the end of that fast and I was like, I felt nothing, <laughs> not a single thing. I was like, okay, awesome. Like what the heck did I do that for? Like I haven't felt God at that time, I hadn't felt God in like four months. Mm. I was like, I don't know what is going on. And I was living in so much sin too. And it was just like soaking in bitterness, basically. Like it was horrible. But I was like, okay, God, I didn't feel a single thing. And half of my brain was like, great. You tried this Jesus thing. You tried really hard. It didn't work. Go run back to sin because it felt really good as like a temporary bandage. Mm. And like, honestly, sin was satisfying you. So you should go back to that. And then I looked at the other part of it and was like, okay, well, I was able to be disciplined for those three weeks enough to fast certain foods, fast social media. I'm like, I think a big part of faith is also discipline. And I like sat down in that moment and I was like, I either choose God because he sent his son to die on the cross for me, not because I feel him in a given moment. Like I feel like there comes a point in your faith where you make that decision of I'm not choosing God because of anything he's doing for me in my life currently I'm choosing him because of him sending a son to die on the cross for me and how much he loves me anything he does in my life aside and I just kind of at the end of that realized it's up to me like I have free will and I either get to choose God and what a beautiful thing or I can run back to sin and I made that decision of like nope I'm choosing God even when I don't feel it even wow. when sin is screaming at my face offering a really good bandage temporary fix and so that like weirdly is what the fast taught me and I don't think I would have come to that realization on my own but God quote-unquote didn't do anything in that fast but he did everything in that fast wow I got chills <laughs> yeah that's so very cool, cool. Yeah. and I mean hey maybe that is why yeah he didn't right quote-unquote make it apparent yep and clear yep exactly you had to come to that realization right exactly and I think I learned a lot about I've always loved God, but I've not always feared him, which is a very interesting topic to dive into. No, I feel like you talk for like five hours. Right, exactly. But <laughs> after living in sin and realizing how much of a bondage it had over me, I learned to fear God in a really healthy way after that. And with him not speaking directly into me and showing me his love for me immediately, he was so showing his love for me and saying, hey, I'm worthy and I'm holy. Mm. And like, there are certain things you need to be doing in your life because I am holy. 
Like what? (laughs) Not living in sin for starters. (laughs) Not holding resentment in my heart. Resentment was really the sin that led to me going off doing Lord knows what, getting drunk on weekends, kind of hooking up with random boys. I mean, kind of fell into all of that. But resentment was the biggest thing of just fully working through letting that go. Um, And then walking with him in a real way, like actually setting discipline to read scripture and making things a priority in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. How did you let go of resentment? Journaling was kind of like the biggest thing I feel like for me and understanding, I think after walking through a season of sin, I really felt my sin and I understood that God was forgiving me for all of that. So I needed to forgive the people in my life who had also hurt me in a lot of ways. And I was living in that in so many different ways, so many aspects of my life, people had hurt me that I was just coming off of that season. But I looked at all that I did and felt shame for it and just came to the Lord and was like, I give all of this over to you. Like I give the resentment over to you. I give the shame over to you. Like I don't want to live in bitterness about what I felt towards these people, but I also don't want to live in shame about what I did. Um, which is now why I'll sit and talk about it being like, mm. that was only a year ago when I was living in sin, barely considering myself a Christian, but I was posting on a Christian platform 24 seven, mm. pretending like I was fine. And it's like, Nope, I wasn't whatsoever, but yeah. it's a beautiful thing that the Lord redeems. How did it make you feel when you released it to him? Like free. And I think the world tries to convince us that sin is freedom But in the same way, like resentment started and then bitterness came from that Mm -hmm. and then sleeping around came from that. It's like it trickles down and sin is just like this giant pool of bondage that just does not let go of you. And you can't really realize it when you're in it either. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Even like addictions. Yeah. It's like you don't intend to become addicted to drugs. Right. Exactly. Or alcohol or sex, but it just... Mm-hmm. It's a trickle effect. Yeah, exactly. And I remembered what I was going to say in terms of health. I think a lot of people would say kind of what I said before of like health is my top priority. I drive home to make a meal or something like that. People would probably say that that's like a form of bondage too. Of like, oh, you're so obsessed with food or whatever you were saying of like how, when you're so obsessed with eating healthy or you're so obsessed, people would say when you're so obsessed with your body and things like that, like that's actually the bondage where it's the mental thing, not necessarily, okay, I'm setting disciplines to go and eat healthy and prioritizing my meals, but it's when it's the mental bondage. That's so much worse. That is so not freedom. I now feel so free eating the way that I am, even though, yeah, it might take extra time out of my day and things like that, but it is in no comparison to the bondage that I felt through having that negative relationship with food. And that just put into my mind, the question about how do you not idolize your body mm-hmm. and that the word bondage and idolizing, I think goes so hand in hand Yeah, because it's like you're bonded to this idol in your life. It's taking you away from what the Lord is telling you and yep. his purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I just, I'm thinking like, okay, how do you, how do you get out of that? If that's what you're struggling with is that really just caring so much about what does my body look like? What do people think about my body? All this stuff. It's like literally releasing that to the Lord yeah, and surrendering that and repenting for that. And, and then asking the Lord to guide you in taking care of your body and helping reframe your mind Mm -hmm. and renew your mind on 
how to see yourself. Yeah, because it really is such a mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Uh-huh. And I'm now going through a weird thing now, which I, of course, have changed my diet the past three weeks. So people always say, like, your abs are made in the kitchen. So, like, now my stomach looks better than it ever has. And, like, I've been working out a ton. So now I do, like, look better than I ever have. So I'm not making an idol out of it. But it's weird when I have an account where I'm sharing about, like, oh, like, don't be restrictive with yourself. Prioritize your body, but, like, do it in a healthy way. I'm almost feeling guilt, which I don't know how to even unpack this, but I'm almost feeling guilt for the body that I do have. Mm. Which I don't really know how to mentally compartmentalize that. Cause I've felt that before, like, too. I feel so good. And everything's, like, going right. Like, I'm not restricting myself. I'm doing all the healthy things. But I do look better than I ever have. And I'm almost scared to, like, post about that on the internet because I'm, like... I don't want someone to make a comment almost, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's weird because I'm like, I'm not individually idolizing my body. I'm like, I'll look at myself and check myself out and be like, oh my gosh, I look strong. And I'm obsessed with the fact that I look strong because I used to be able to lift more than three pounds with my arms. Like that's a really cool thing. And I've dealt with trauma of things of not being strong enough. So it's an awesome thing for me, but it's not in a self-absorbed way yeah because i mean and this is something too like this is a whole other conversation but like even self-love like Mm -hmm. it i personally do not think it's wrong to love yourself right i don't think it's good to hate yourself i don't think god calls us to hate ourselves exactly right and like the enemy will try and get us to hate ourselves Mm -hmm. but the lord sees us from this loving place but i think there is a fine line between my worship myself or the lord yeah but even with the body i've i've had the same thing before because like i also preach a lot of body image Mm -hmm. on my page and like i don't want to be like flaunting myself and be like look at my body like all that stuff but at the same time it's like it's okay to look in the mirror and be like, I look good today. I look good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it is such a weird, it is such a weird like line or there's, I know exactly what you're feeling. Cause I'm like, I'm so confident right now. And especially like after the gym, I'm like, my endorphins are good. I'm like, I feel good. I yeah. like, it's so strange. Cause I'm like, I know this confidence is coming from the Lord, but also, you know, such a weird line, but I think that could also inspire people too. Like even if you made a post about just like how you've been, because this is like what I personally preach a lot is like it all starts on the inside. Mm -hmm. Loving yourself truly begins on the inside. Loving your body, like like we're like talking about, it starts in your mind. And I don't believe, I believe that if you get yourself, so let's say you lose a lot of weight and all this stuff happens, but you never truly learn how to love yourself. You're still going to hate your body. I mean, I've personally had that happen. Right. No matter what you look, no matter what, but you have clearly done a lot of work on healing your relationship with your body, Mm. healing your relationship with the Lord. Right. And truly giving your body what you need to give it to feel Mm -hmm. really good. So you are reaping the rewards of taking care of your body. Right. So I feel like that could inspire a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's not a negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down. I think another thing that's helped me a lot recently is like asking myself, why am I posting this? Mm -hmm. Am I trying to impress someone or am I trying to like actually inspire and help someone? Right. That's, that's been interesting. That's always a thing on social media. (laughs) Oh yeah. But it does kind of keep you in check. Right. Absolutely. It does. But very cool. Oh, this is such a good conversation. I, I can't believe it's literally been 53 minutes. What the heck? I know. It's flown by. It really has. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I'm sure people are going to want you back because this oh is gosh. like, 
so much goodness. Yeah, this was such a good conversation. This was so fun to talk about too. I love it. I love it so much. And it's just like crazy how the Lord works. The Mm -hmm. fact that I chose to listen to the episode I listened to today on your podcast, then I opened that book and it's Body, Soul, Spirit. Yeah. And then it's just like crazy how he works. But you know, yeah, always baffles cool. me, but where can everyone find you? So I have my company called Jesus people places, which I made the switch on my Instagram, which is I so saw. weird. I was trying to search you. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. where's so strange. Also, I can't get access to Jesus people places without an S. So I don't really know what to do about that. When one did yet. you change it? Four weeks ago, three, four really? weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that time now. Wow. But anyways, you can find me at jewspeopleplaces.com is my website. I kind of have all my links there. My personal Instagram is Mackenzie Marsh with two E's in the middle because there is another Mackenzie Marsh. Um, but Places is my company where I post about all things podcast, all things events. If you're local to the West Palm Beach, Jupiter, Stewart area, I host events pretty regularly, just helping connect girls and honestly educate about body, all things body, soul, spirit. Whoa. All things body, soul, spirit. <laughs> I love it. Go follow her and definitely listen to her podcast. It's so good. Yay. I'm going to start. I like always do little recommendations of podcasts. Uh-huh. I'm definitely going to add yours. Oh my gosh. It's so, so excited. People also ask me like, where can I find a podcast similar to yours? And uh-huh. I'm like, yours is like the same vibe. I yeah. love it. The, no, I the love FaceTiming it. your best friend, super casual. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Thank you so much. That means so much. I can't tell. You. Like new fan. <laughs> <laughs> Fangirling. I but, love it. You'll have to come on mine eventually too. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for coming and everyone listening. Make sure if you love the podcast, you leave a good review. It helps us reach more people around the world and have the best day ever. Keep being amazing. I'll see you next week. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.